We've all got those parts of our house where the internet just won't go. Well, if you had wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you could worry less about dead spots. Because with wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you get fast speeds, reliable connection in every room, and power for all of your devices, even when everyone's online. That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi only with Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. From KQED. Welcome back to Forum. I'm Priya David Clemens. This week, state officials said they are, quote, moving to align with new guidelines issued by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, relaxing the mask mandate for people who are fully vaccinated against COVID-19. The new guidance from the CDC says that most fully vaccinated people don't need to wear a mask for much of their outdoor recreation, like walking, running or biking, except in certain crowded settings. All nine Bay Area counties have said they plan to adopt the new guidelines once state health officials announce that it is safe to do so, although some of them have slight alterations to the state plans. Joining us now to talk about outdoor mask use is Dr. Monica Gandhi, infectious disease expert and professor of medicine at UCSF. Dr. Gandhi, thanks for joining us. Thanks for being having me. So you actually have been advocating for reducing mask use for some time now. Could you tell us about your thoughts? Yes. So I do want to stress that I um, wrote with my division chief one of the first um, papers in early April about universal masking for the American public. So definitely very interested in mask use as a mitigation procedure, along with ventilation and distancing. However, when you think about ventilation and you think about this virus, there's actually incredibly clear studies that are not just in recently, but they've really been um, hitting the, the rounds recently about how hard it is to get coronavirus outside. Um, the most, I think, impressive study was published in September from China, where they do very strict contact tracing. And out of 7,324 infections, only one was linked to outdoor transmission. There was an Irish Times article about uh, a month ago that showed that out of 232,000 infections, one out of 1,000 was likely linked to outdoor transmission. And then a very extensive re- review from the University of Canterbury was done again earlier in the fall. It looked at a massive number of studies around the planet and thought that outside transmission was so rare that they couldn't actually quantify it. Again, likely because of all the dispersal of viral particles that occur in the outside air, that they encouraged the public to be outside without masking. And then when the World Health Organization revised their mask guidance in December, even before vaccines, they said masks are not required outside unless you're in packed, non-distanced situations. So that's sort of the evidence even prior to vaccinations. Um, And then, and I think because ventilation is such a powerful COVID-19 mitigation strategy, and now we have, of course, vaccinations on top of it. And I want to just note for our audience that we are talking with Dr. Monica Gandhi, who's an infectious disease expert and professor of medicine at UCSF, about relaxing the outdoor mask mandate for adults who are fully vaccinated. We want to make sure we get your calls in and your comments. So what do you think about the new CDC guidelines? Are you ready to take your mask off outside now? Give us a call at 866-733-6786, 866-733-6786. You can also get in touch on Twitter and Facebook or email your questions to forum at kqed.org. So Dr. Gandhi, what do you do? Do you, when you're outside, do you wear a mask at this point? 
So I did until yesterday um, because I'm really very polite and also because the San Francisco guidelines, um, which were actually put into place on April 17th, 2020, which were two months before the state put into place their outdoor and indoor mask mandates on June 18th, um, stipulate that I am to wear a mask outside. However, I actually realized yesterday after the CDC released their guidelines that it's best for me to model um, as, as someone who who really is trying to follow the data, had already really deeply looked at these outside studies, and I'm fully vaccinated. It's likely best for me to model as an infectious disease doctor and epidemiologist not wearing my mask outside. So yesterday I went out without my mask outside. And no one got mad at me. What was it like? I was going to ask, did you get some strange <laughs> looks, though? Because I think that's the exactly what you're saying is this question where people might say, oh, I don't think I really need to wear it. But people are going to, you know, feel like I'm not being respectful of others if I take my mask down. Well, this is the this is what you just pointed out is is a brilliant comment, actually, because we have used um, this symbol of mask wearing as respect and that we follow the science. Mm-hmm. And this has been a um, city that has very been very compliant with mask wearing. The issue is that it's tremendously following the science to understand how quickly viral particles disperse in the outside air for modeling and all the epidemiology evidence I told you. It's tremendously respectful of the science to not wear your mask outside, even if you're not vaccinated, but we, we can get into that later. And I'm fully vaccinated. So, um, so I tried it and, uh, yeah, I mean, there, yeah, someone looked like gave me a very wide berth, um, uh, uh, in the, um, I was walking up to my clinic and they kind of moved away from me, um, uh, since I didn't have my mask on outside, but I, I, I thought it was important to do that. It's interesting. It's another kind of signaling, right? I think it makes people wish they could wear a T-shirt saying, yes, I'm fully vaccinated (laughs) or have some sort of other symbol. Yes. Well, I mean, 70 percent of San Franciscans have received their first dose of vaccination. We are the uh, municipality with the highest vaccination rate in the country. Um, I actually got called today about someone who said, have we reached herd immunity? I said, maybe. Um, and so I, I do think that we, we are um, a very increasingly vaccinated population in our city. And that can make us feel good when we don't see our fellow San Franciscans wearing a mask outside. So what about some parts of the city and outside of San Francisco, various communities where the COVID infection rates have been high Um, or higher than San Francisco. Are there places you should wear a mask and places you shouldn't? Well, the fascinating thing about the science around mask wearing outside is it's actually in a way delinked from the question of your vaccination status and delinked from the question of case prevalence, just as the WHO had put in their guidelines in December 2020, because it's about the outside being so much safer. And I think we've actually focused a little bit too much on closing outside playgrounds, for example, in December. We, we've done things that sometimes can hurt public health when we don't remember how important and safe the outside is. Um, so it's it's somewhat delinked from the case prevalence rate, which is why, uh, luckily, you know, we have a negative 26% reduction in cases countrywide in the last two weeks. Um, but the, the recommendation in my mind should be don't wear a mask outside unless you're in packed conditions. And that's where I'd still wear it. And I would still wear it inside, not for um, necessarily that you can transmit it after vaccination, but because we're not all vaccinated. And I think that's a sign of respect. You're listening to Forum and we're talking with Dr. Monica Gandhi. My name is Priya David Clemens. We're going to go to the phones now with caller Banu from Cupertino. Banu, you're on the line. Hi. Um, so 
So my question is, um, now that the offices are going to be opening up in October, uh, are we, uh, even if we are vaccinated, are we supposed to be wearing masks? Um, and also my second question is, uh, I go to work every day and wearing the mask the whole time is really very hard to work, can't climb stairs. So is there any other thing that I can do to make life much easier with the mask? Uh, thanks so much. I'll take my uh, answer off the air. Banu, thank you very much for your question. Dr. Gandhi. Yeah, I think this is a great question. So um, when we think of mandates for public health, we have to remember that that's in the context of a public health emergency. And what uh, vaccinations have done for us is they are fundamentally the solution to this pandemic, right? The only thing that can get us through a pandemic is immunity to the pathogen. I call mass distancing and ventilation a tool, and I call vaccines the solution. So by the time we get to October, just like we are now, I mean, where there's 1,400 cases yesterday in California, despite over 360,000 tests conducted, hmm. there's 21 cases in, in San Francisco, despite almost 5,000 tests conducted. Just like we are now, the cases will be so low that um, the state and the city will release indoor mask mandates because your risk of getting COVID-19 is tied to the risk of that that infection still circulating in the community. And so there won't be masking in indoors in October. Anyone can choose to wear a mask. And I think that is going to be a big debate in our country about masking over the winter, masking during influenza season, what we all decide to do as individuals. But a public health mandate has to be for a public health emergency and masking will not uh, be done in October. At the time of now uh, as a mandate, right now, I would say if you're not around other people, again, masking, distancing, ventilation, you can certainly take off your mask. And you as a fully vaccinated person are very unlikely to transmit. In fact, a study from the CDC just on Friday showed 100% risk of not transmitting in a nursing home Hmm. after there was an outbreak. Deborah writes in with a comment. She asks, does the research on outdoor transmission cover the new variants? Could they not make unmasking outdoors more dangerous? You know, and we're certainly seeing as this incredible surge is happening in India, questions about new variants that may be pushing that surge and if they could come back around here to the United States and if that would uh, be a problem for those of us who are vaccinated. That's a great question. So um, when we think about the variants, um, which are uh, mutations across the spike protein, there would be three things that you would be worried about those. One is increased transmissibility, which I think B117 and possibly the B1617 in India mm-hmm. does have increased transmissibility. One would be increased virulence, which really well done studies in Lancet Public Health and Lancet ID from two weeks ago from the UK really looked at this systematically and showed no increased virulence or severity of disease from the B117. And third is evasion of immunity. There has been not a single shred of evidence that um, we are going, these variants are going to evade our immune response, especially when we look at the complexity of the immune response. Antibodies are the tip of the iceberg, but really we have something called cell-mediated immunity. And um, it's very complex. Cell-mediated immunity is very in breadth, robust, complex, and we won't be able to, uh, the vaccine won't out-evolve Uh, The variants won't out of all the vaccine, I guess I should say. So I'm not worried about that part. The issue of increased transmissibility. um, Luckily, that those same studies from Lancet Public Health and Lancet Infectious Disease showed the same mitigation procedures of masking, distancing and ventilation work 
with the variants. What that means is that they haven't become sort of more um, like radioactive in any way. They're still sort of respiratory viruses. And so, for example, the ventilation procedures that are outside, the outside air, and what it does to disperse viral particles is equally as true for a B117 and a B1617 as it is for the ancestral strain or the one that was circulating over the summer called the D614G. So these non-pharmaceutical interventions work. And what you're doing outside is using the non-pharmaceutical intervention of ventilation. Let's go to the phones again. We've got caller Stephen from San Francisco. Stephen, you're on the air. Hi. Yeah, I'm an old cross-country runner. I still run every day. And usually, I mean, I prefer not to run with my mask on, so I'll run out in the street when it's safe. Or if I'm on the sidewalk, I'll mask up when I get within, like, 15 feet of somebody, and then I'll pull it down when I'm out of range. And that seems to me, at least from everything I've heard, something that I should still continue to do, unless you think that's unwise. Or for me, that that just seems to be the the proper thing to do. I don't know. Thank you, Stephen. This is a great question. So there's sort of a difference between we are polite. We are polite in the Bay Area. We are polite. We have been pulling up our masks and we see other people. What's important is fundamentally to just be as dispassionate as you can and look at data. So your risk of giving someone COVID-19 when you race past them with all the air currents, with your mask off, and how quickly viral particles disperse in the air and a one in 7,000 chance of giving it to someone when you're in close contact with someone in the outside air means it is impossible for you to uh, give COVID-19 to that person that you run past on the street. So by, I know we have kind of social norms and then we have science and I would go by the science here. And the more of us that do it, the more of us that don't pull up our masks as we run past someone, it will start becoming the new social norm. The CDC is a very conservative organization and, um, releasing mass mandates outside are not something that's done lightly. This is really based on evidence and biology, and you should feel comfortable following evidence and biology, even if you're very polite. Yeah, you know, a listener has tweeted in commenting on this general thought, saying, I'm also worried about how other folks would react to my not wearing a mask. Are they going to harass or attack me for not wearing a mask? Like fights over masks at the beginning. And I think, you know, Dr. Gandhi, that's pointing to this uh, notion that this is really a social norm that we have come to, where we wear masks and we show our deference and politeness and trying to find new ways and new social norms is tricky to navigate. Uh, Naomi asks, what about kids playing at playgrounds or kids in general? How do we expect our kids to wear masks until they are vaccinated uh, when we are not? These new recommendations seem really problematic for families with children. I think this is a great question. So this is why I keep on stressing, let's delink the question from biology of how safe it is outdoors from vaccination status, which basically made you ironclad in terms of safety, 87 million um, infections that have been, sorry, 87 million Americans that are fully vaccinated. Data from the CDC shows that your possibility of getting a breakthrough infection after you've been vaccinated is 0.005%. And of getting sick with those breakthroughs I'm going to put a lot of zeros here, is 0.0003%. And so we have seen a wonderful. few of those cases, which always scares us because we're story-driven yes. um, rather understand. than data-driven. 
<laughs> it's very understandable that what gets highlighted in the in the in 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 by the press and the media it, it, it was the few people who got anaphylaxis after the first mRNA vaccines. Those are big stories. Then we got very scared they were going to cause anaphylaxis to many people. Though now we've given out 210 million doses across the United States. It's very scary to think of variants and they get highlighted until we can drill down on the biology and see that T cell immunity. Um, covers all the variants. And then the same thing here, of course, those cases will be amplified. But all you have to do is go to the CDC website and 0.0003% chance after you're um, fully vaccinated for a severe uh, breakthrough infection. So because of that, we are very safe after vaccination. But this question about what you just asked about children is the safety of outdoor transmission has nothing to do with vaccination. It has to do with the fact that the virus disperses quickly in in the outside. Um, it has to do with the biology of the virus and the sort of mixture between aerosol and droplets. So because of that, children are completely safe outside as well. So are unvaccinated adults who've chosen not to get vaccination and don't need to mask. And in fact, um, the WHO, again, delinked any question of vaccination because they wrote their guidelines before vaccines uh, of being outside without a mask. They they didn't even bring in vaccination into the into the mm. question when they said you don't bring out or you don't need to wear a mask outside. Why? Because because it's around the biology of outside transmission, nothing to do with vaccination. So children not masking outdoors when they're on playgrounds or in schools is completely concomitant with science. Yeah, and along those lines, Carolina writes in, can your guest address mask wearing outdoors during group sports for kids, a sport like soccer, which takes a lot of effort, which is outside, do kids need to mask up? Not by, um, again, all these, these these studies that we went over at the beginning, they don't need to mask when they're running past each other, um, you know, outside. Where uh, masks are required right now are inside. Um, so I would think about a sport not like soccer, but something like basketball. All right. And uh, Dr. Gandhi, we just have about 30 seconds left with you. Any final thoughts? You know, I think that San Franciscans have been great. They've been really compliant. They're just a mask wearing population. Don't don't be frightened to do what's right by the science and, and take off your mask outside, because the more of us that do it, the more of us is that will become the new social norm and we can smile at each other. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time, Dr. Gandhi. We appreciate you being here. Thank you. We've been talking with Dr. Monica Gandhi, infectious disease expert and professor of medicine at UCSF, about the new rules around outdoor mask wearing. You've been listening to Forum. I'm Priya David Clemens. Stay tuned. We've got another great hour of Forum Ahead with Mina Kim. Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera. Set 10 years after a school shooting, the critically acclaimed opera Innocence takes us into a complex emotional journey where our understanding of innocence and guilt is constantly upended. Kaya Sariajo's ethereal score collapses the past into the present as a community of survivors grapple with how to move forward. Don't miss the highly anticipated American premiere of Innocence, June 1st through 21st. Learn more at sfopera.com. We've all got those parts of our house where the internet just won't go. Well, if you had wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you could worry less about dead spots. Because with wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you get fast speeds, reliable connection in every room, and power for all of your devices, even when everyone's online. That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi only with Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. 
All over the country, we need to improve reading in Wisconsin. Schools are changing the way they teach reading. I'm calling for a renewed focus on literacy. We have gotten this wrong in New York and all across the nation. And it's happening because of a podcast. I think your podcast has changed my life. And I'm going to share this podcast with everyone I meet. Sold a Story investigates how teaching kids to read went wrong. New episodes of Sold a Story are available now.